New AI-generated fake IDs are passing crypto exchange KYC. Good morning, you're listening to the Rise and Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph with me, Robert Bags, Steering you through the crypto cosmos with daily dispatches from the digital frontier. If you want to defeat any foe in a crypto debate, you better click that follow button. Okay, grab yourself a coffee and let's get into it. So today we have a veritable feast of stories for you. A new service called OnlyFake is creating AI-generated fake IDs that are passing major crypto exchange KYC. The Spanish government are looking at ways of seizing crypto and digital assets to pay tax debts. The first US bank to allow customers to keep cryptocurrencies in their checking account has exited crypto. And a new XRP feature voted in this week will allow issuers to claw back tokens in certain circumstances. A new service that purports to be using artificial intelligence neural networks is quite the cause of concern among crypto exchanges. The site OnlyFake uses AI to generate realistic but fake driver's licenses and passports from 26 different countries, including the United States, Canada, the United Kingdom, Australia and many countries inside the European Union. So unlike traditional fake IDs, you don't receive the physical document, but rather a picture of the ID sitting on a bedsheet or a countertop or some carpet, for example. You see, the fake ID doesn't really exist. The ID is AI generated with the details and image the user provides, and then a fake photograph of it is created. Without sounding too much like I'm advertising for this, the service is only $15, it takes less than a minute, and any information or image can be used. The service can allegedly produce 20,000 per day, and a post in the OnlyFake Telegram group states that 100 fake IDs could be generated simultaneously using an Excel spreadsheet. What's more, for another worrying layer of protection, the images can have metadata spoofing, where the photograph shows the GPS location, date, time, device and settings used to take it. Of course, all of these are fabricated. Now, fake IDs have been around for decades and they haven't ever been overly difficult to find. What makes only fake worrying is twofold. Firstly, the sheer volume of high quality images of fake IDs that this service can produce is absurd. Secondly, and this really is the rub here, users are reporting that they can pass crypto exchange KYCs with them. 404 Media yesterday reported that they were able to pass KYC verification on the crypto exchange OKX. And Jesse Cochran followed this line of inquiry and wrote the following. A Telegram channel seen by Cointelegraph also shows the site's users sharing their apparent success in using the IDs to bypass verification at various crypto exchanges and financial service providers, including Kraken, Bybit, Bitget, Huobi and PayPal. Crypto has been rife with scams, and while the status quo might be changing for the better, gradually, this is an undesirable development. It is perhaps most concerning for the crypto exchanges and financial service providers whose systems are accepting of these AI-generated images of IDs. An OKX spokesperson told Cointelegraph it denies any allegations or implication that it condones, accepts or disregards fraudulent conduct, and the exchange is hot on the case. The spokesperson told us, We are committed to aggressively fighting fraudulent conduct on our platform and seeking the highest standards of compliance. Adding that, The abusive use of AI to conduct fraudulent activity is an evolving and industry-wide challenge, which OKX is comprehensively addressing. So, did anyone have AI-generated fake photographs of fake IDs on their 2024 bingo card? 
We're starting to see more and more countries' governments become increasingly aggressive when it comes to tax and crypto assets. It makes sense. This is a new asset class, and despite the very essence of blockchain being transparent, it's rather hard to track, particularly if somebody doesn't want to be tracked. The latest country to make a major move in this department is Spain. The Spanish Ministry of Finance is aiming to expand control over the monitoring of cryptocurrencies, but it's more than that. Internally, Spain's Treasury is looking to force banks and electric money institutions to report all card transactions. However, the Ministry of Finance, led by Maria Jesus Montero, is developing legislative reforms of the general tax law, which would allow the Spanish tax agency to identify and seize crypto assets if a taxpayer has overdue debts. But it's even more than that. Spanish residents holding any crypto assets on non-Spanish platforms have until the end of March, next month, to declare them to the tax authorities. Running from the 1st of January 2024 to the 31st of March 2024, taxpayers, both individual and corporation, must submit a Form 721 declaring the amount of crypto and digital assets stored abroad. Now, the only saving grace here is if you have less than €50,000, which is about $54,000, in digital assets and cryptocurrencies, you do not need to declare them this way. If you store assets in a self-custodied wallet, you must report them through the standard wealth tax form 714. This is far from an uncommon storyline these days, and more and more countries are looking at ways of tracking their citizens' crypto and digital assets. The first United States bank to let customers keep cryptocurrencies in their checking account has exited crypto. Vast Bank claimed to be the first US banking institution to allow its customers to buy, sell and hold cryptocurrencies alongside all the usual features of a checking account. However, according to American Banker, Vast is backing out of the space following a consent order from the Office of the Comptroller of the Currency, the OCC, in quarter four of 2023. Reportedly, the OCC order claims that Vast engaged in unsafe or unsound practices pertaining primarily to risk management and control around crypto. Shortly after this order came through, Vast issued a press release that it would be returning its focus to traditional banking, writing, Beginning in 2019, Vast added a range of digital banking services such as cryptocurrency to its product mix. However, the ever-changing and unclear regulatory environment in digital banking, coupled with macroeconomic headwinds, make future growth more difficult to predict. Anyone who holds crypto or digital assets on Vast will be refunded through liquidation and the Vast Crypto mobile banking app has been removed from Google and Apple app stores already and disabled. This is a new story, but it's so familiar, isn't it? Unclear regulatory environment, regulatory uncertainty. We've heard so many variations of these two so many times. As we discussed last week about the SEC's Hester Pierce's comments, fighting the SEC is often too expensive, even for major companies. What's more, Coinbase has alleged that it tried to work closely with the SEC and sought feedback only to be sued anyway. So the unfortunate truth appears to be that for many US-based organizations, when it comes to crypto, the juice just isn't worth the squeeze. In the Ripple ecosystem, there is an interesting and potentially seminal proposal that looks set to go through this week. It's called the clawback function. Yashu Gola wrote a comprehensive piece on this yesterday, so if you want to go down the rabbit hole, click the link in the description of this episode. So, a proposal to be implemented on the XRP ledger on the 8th of February has seen 94% of unique validators vote for its approval. The proposal is for the clawback feature, which aims to allow token issuers to clawback funds from accounts in certain circumstances. For example, if the account has been lost or hacked, or it's been used for illegal activities. 
The official description states that this is for regulatory purposes, particularly for when tokens are sent to an account sanctioned for illegal activities. The freezing of tokens is already possible on XRP Ledger, but as Ripple's chief technology officer, David Schwartz, puts it, freezing is a nuclear option, whereas clawback is like surgical strikes. This sort of functionality, and even asset freezing, is hotly debated within crypto. Both functions could be argued to be in conflict with crypto's original ethos, but it's complicated. Yashu goes through some of the pros and cons in this article, and I'm going to give you an overview of them. The pros you can probably infer, such as regulatory compliance, but also stablecoin integrity. Michael McCaffrey, a business developer at the asset tokenization firm Sologenic, pointed out that clawbacks enable the recovery of funds in cases of security breaches or fraud without needing to freeze the pools entirely. Some pointed out that this could entice major stablecoin providers such as Circle and Tether into the XRPL ecosystem. The cons are also fairly intuitive if you're a crypto native. For one, and this is arguably the chief concern, there is the glaring risk of misuse. If issuers can interfere with a user's tokens without permission, it raises questions over user autonomy and introduces a new area of trust. This is quite a confusing and heavy topic, and I want to provide some clarity here on where the value add of this feature really is. And as I'm sure you've guessed, it's hiding in the regulatory compliance. The clawback functionality is not really aimed at the average Ripple user or holder of the XRP token, but rather institutions looking to build on the network. Without this feature, some institutions will simply not build on the XRP ledger, and them doing so is desirable to those holding XRP as it could drive the price up. However, many users are suspicious of how the clawback might be used, and as Yashu puts it, it could lead to negative market sentiment. There isn't really enough information to call it either way yet, but the feature looks to be going live on the 8th of February. What do you make of clawbacks in crypto? Share your thoughts to at Cointelegraph and at RKBags on X. That was a heavy going but very interesting debrief for you on this Tuesday morning. But fear not, that is it for today. So consider yourself informed. Thank you for listening to the Rise in Crypto podcast by Cointelegraph. If you're enjoying these daily updates, please make sure you let us know by following, subscribing or leaving a review. And make sure you share with us on X any of the thoughts you have on today's stories. OK, have a great day. Let's do this again tomorrow. Tomorrow.